Hello, hello, hello out there. You're welcome to another episode of the On Stage Podcast with your friend, your brother, saxophonist Shola Iola. And I'm so honored to be with you one more time. Uh, welcome also to those who are joining us for the very first time. Uh, it's my pleasure to be with you at this time. Uh, basic overview for those of you who are joining us for the first time. Uh, On Stage is a podcast dedicated to the constant reminder that every person is an actor on the stage of life. Uh, we hope to deal with real issues of life with a positive outlook and perspective while remembering that God is the director of this production we call life. And uh, so honored to be with you all here again. Last week we got so so many wonderful reviews about last week's podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, real quick, let's just dive in here. We've got a lot to talk about uh, here today. Uh, in some brief news, uh, last week, first of all, I'd like to wish Happy Thanksgiving in arrears to those of you who are uh, listening to this podcast at this time. Last week was Thanksgiving, and uh, so I hope every one of you uh, were able to Enjoy your time with your family and bond. And for those of you who did not have family in town and uh, had to spend Thanksgiving by yourself, uh, the most important thing is not about the food or the ceremony or the, 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 the I guess, the religious practice, if you were to say about, you know, gathering and eating. What it's most about is taking a day not to worry, not to give God your problems, but more or less to just say, you know, you've been really good. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Just to say thank you. Sometimes we don't say thank you enough for the little things that he does. Uh, sometimes we don't tell each other uh, thank you for the little things that, you know, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, you know, we're not thankful for those little things. We take life for granted sometimes. And until we lose those things, we don't realize and it was so important to treasure it while I was present. But uh, once again, happy Thanksgiving to every one of you out there. And I uh, want to dive in real quick here into today's uh, hot topics here. Um, the Cuban leader, uh, Fidel Castro, uh, who defied about 11 American U.S. presidents, uh, has died at the age of 90. Fidel Castro is has has died uh he was one of those who brought the cold war to the western hemisphere of the uh the world and um he was also one of the few people world leaders uh, who pushed for the world uh, well, who pushed the world to uh, almost uh, the brink of a nuclear war uh, he was also uh, the longest national leader to uh, maintain power longer than, uh, uh, except with the exception of Queen Elizabeth. That's a very long time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and um, he has passed on at the age of 90 there. I'm sure that uh, we will begin to see some new reform uh, in Cuba uh, and in other parts of the world, especially now with the new president-elect, uh, Donald Trump coming into office here uh, in January. Um, some some quick facts on uh, Donald Trump here. Latest news going on with 
with uh, Mr. Trump here. Mr. Trump has selected a cabinet of people who, um, uh, well, rather, let me put it this way. His, his choice for uh, his administration and his cabinet are um, their net worth, their combined net worth is about $35 billion. I'll say that again. So uh, the administration, the Trump administration um, here, uh, this combined, this comprises of various secretaries of, of um, different branches uh, of, of departments within the United States government, as well as administrative offices, uh, branches uh, in the United States government, which aid as consultants or which aid as advisors to the president. Uh, their combined net worth, the people that he's choosing to fill these positions as their bosses, as their heads, are the combined net worth is $35 billion. That's a lot of money. Uh, just let's run down the list here. Uh, we have Betsy DeVos, whose family's net worth is about $5.1 um, billion. We also have uh, Harold Hamm, whose uh, net worth is about $15.3 billion. Uh, Wilbur Ross, $2.9 billion. Uh, Mitt Romney, the former presidential um, nominee, Republican nominee who ran against Obama. Uh, he's a private equity investor. He's valued at about $250 million at last count. Uh, the hedge fund magnet, uh, Steve Mukin, uh, is worth at least $46 million. Uh, former mayor of New York, um, Rudy Giuliani, uh, He's worth about tens of millions of dollars uh, in his own right. Uh, ben Carson, who has been submitted as a likely uh, candidate for the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. He's worth a whopping $26 million. The neurosurgeon there, Ben Carson, $26 million. Uh, also, Andrew Putzer. Uh, who is uh, being uh, selected for labor secretary is worth about $4.4 billion, uh, excuse me, $4.4 .4 million. Uh, these are just a few of the names uh, here that have been submitted for uh, consideration. And, uh, well, it's uh, pretty interesting, pretty interesting here to see uh, what exactly is playing out and how these things are playing out um, you know, before our very eyes here. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much interested in finding out and seeing you know, uh, how this uh, election is going to play out, how the choosing, rather, of the various uh, secretaries, of secretaries of state, secretaries and of different departments, how that all is going to play out. Definitely looking forward to seeing how all that will turn out. Um, <clears throat> and some other news, um, the incredible backing of uh, Donald Trump by Christian leaders uh, has begun to grow 
uh, under Donald Trump's uh, upcoming regime here. We find that a lot of Christian leaders are stepping up to support Donald Trump because of his pro-life views and pro-life uh, uh, views uh, on abortion. And uh, uh, this is so funny to see how um, a lot of these religious leaders, Christian leaders, have actually backed Donald Trump. Um, he went on to win about 81% of the evangelical vote, uh, a higher percentage percentage than, excuse me, than George W. Bush himself uh, won in 2004. Um, so we're seeing a lot of different things play out in the realm of politics and uh, just want to make sure that we keep paying attention and seeing what's going on uh, here in the world, especially as uh, our new president, <clears throat> excuse me, begins to take office within the coming months and days uh, to come. So let's definitely look out for that. Um, real quick, want to send a big shout out out to um, all the fans and people who supported uh, this last weekend while I was in Durham, North Carolina. Thank you all for having me. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, uh, it's always a pleasure to see you all. Um, a big shout out to the Jubilee Christian International Church also for having me. Wonderful, wonderful time. Um, also had some brief R&R time in uh, Atlanta this last week. So got an opportunity to see some friends and hang out and just take a breather, you know, even as the year's winding down, get some time alone to begin to plan and um, strategize for next year. So had a good couple of days off and we're back at the grind again. And so uh, thank you so much, Atlanta. Uh, it was wonderful seeing one of my mentor and long time. Uh, I'm such a fan, long time fan of his, uh, uh, Mr. Kirk Whalem. We ran into each other at the airport on uh, Friday, last week, Friday there. And um, great seeing him and meeting Ron Carter and uh, so many other celebrities, um, people who I look up to greatly in the music industry. So um, just a little bit of what's going on in my life here. Um, but with that said, definitely want to dive in to today's topic. Uh, today, uh, we want to deal with a subject I entitled dealing with rejection, uh, rejection, rejection. Uh, I, I feel like in our world today, there's so many people who are suffering from rejection they may have faced from one experience or the other in life, and they may still be dealing with the uh, negative connotations uh, that stem from actually going through such a very uh, mind-boggling uh, experience, and uh, which has caused them to not even feel worthy of, you know, themselves or uh, not allowing. Um, themselves to feel worthy of others um, so rejection is such such um, a major topic and let's just dive in here um, so let's go ahead and define it real quick what exactly is rejection um, we can define rejection as the act of not accepting or believing uh, or even considering something or someone uh, it's it's actually a state of mind 
to be rejected or to have been rejected is actually a state of mind which an individual can choose to stay in or to bring themselves out of it. Who experiences a rejection? I think everyone experiences rejection at some point or has experienced rejection at some point in time in their life. Uh, I think we live in a world where society says that rejection isn't real or how people feel is real. Uh, we live in a society where, you know, it's okay for people not to talk about how they feel or how to uh, basically or not to talk about, you know, uh, um, um, what's actually going through their minds. What is what is what do they cry about at night? It's we live in a society that basically frowns upon people being able to share and just be human. Uh, that's the society we live in. We look for the facade. We look for the lights, the glitz, the glamour. But forgetting to remember that when it's all said and done, we are all just people. And uh, I think that is so, so important for us to remember that we are all just people. We all feel. Uh, and uh, even just looking at um, how on the back end, when someone takes life from someone else, um, the idea, <clears throat> excuse me, the idea of uh, confusion or rejection, you might say, stems from, uh, or or on the family of the, on the, on the part of the family who of the victim who lost their life, you can say that there may be some sort of rejection there. Uh, wondering, you know, mind-boggling questions: What happened? Um, you know, and especially when there's no justice. I feel like, you know, people go through those things and they feel like, well, if my society, if my government, if my uh, uh, if law enforcement agent or if law enforcement agencies have been able to do such things or, you know, and not bring to justice, you know, bring to bring to book the person who is responsible for it, they might in turn go through some sort of rejection there. So, I mean, that's just one example or someone who gets robbed or stolen from uh, will rob and steal from each other. You know, we might feel some sort of rejection there. Um, what is a way, you know, people cope with it? Uh, I think people cope with rejection with drug dependency and alcohol dependency, uh, overeating, um, sleeping around with, you know, multiple people or basically just settling for anything. You know, these are these are the things that when one feels rejected can actually be the remedy that they find in order to take care of such a situation. Um, the people that we find that are often, most often than not, feel uh, having feelings of rejection, the people that we find that go through this the most are, we can say, people who have no self-esteem, uh, people who feel like they have no self-worth, they have nothing to live for. Uh, people are looking or people who look for acceptance from uh, maybe a lover or acceptance from a spouse or acceptance from their parents, acceptance in their job. Um, you know, so, so, so these are the people who are affected by this. Uh, I also feel that people who feel rejected, uh, can also feel rejected because of their past. You know, one of the major things that I think kept me back 
from the longest is the fact that, you know, looking at my past, looking how I used to live, you know, not caring, not uh, 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 going after much more than what I saw. You know, I think I, I always felt rejected that my past condemned me to that place where, you know, hey, you can never fully recover from the mistakes of yesterday. But I like to tell you that that's not true. Everyone can recover from the mistakes that they made yesterday. You don't have to reject yourself. Uh, sometimes we don't even allow the external forces to cause feelings of rejection to come in sometimes we reject ourselves and we make ourselves feel like we're not worthy of you know living the best life that god has for us and so today we want to just talk about dealing with it how to deal with it how to get past this hurdle of you know feeling like you know we are not you know capable we're not worthy we're not better like god isn't our father like you know we weren't created equal uh, you know, we want to deal with those things. You know, I'd like to say first and foremost that anyone who is listening, anyone who is going through um, maybe feeling rejected in one way, shape or form, you are not your experience. And I think it took me a while to realize that that, hey, yeah, this is all this is just part of the journey. But I am not my experience. I am not that failure. I am not that mistake. I may have made the mistake, but I am not that mistake. I'm not defined by that mistake. And so it's so important that we remember that, you know, being rejected. Hey, I made a mistake or someone did something to, to offend me. I may have been a victim of uh, sexual molestation while I was young. Uh, you know, you may be someone who's listening who may have been a victim of, you know, uh, sexual abuse or uh, domestic abuse or violence or victims of your family getting a mother, father getting a divorce. Uh, you may feel rejected because you may th think that you were the cause for that. Um, I want to tell you today that you are not your experience. You are not your experience. Uh, I, I want to first point out that something that we seem to forget, almost every one of us always seems to forget, is that man is a spirit and man has a soul that lives in a body. So man is a spirit. Man is a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Okay. So once you get that through your mind, First of all, you won't begin to look at what you see on the physical realm of life. You won't look at it at face value. You'll look at it with the eyes of the spirit. And that is so important that some of us um, develop our eyesight spiritually to be able to see past all the, the, the smoke screens that, you know, our enemy brings our way. It's so important that we open our eyes and get enlightened spiritually you know, within ourselves to be able to combat, you know, everything that the devil throws our way. So man is a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Okay. So this body that we have, this flesh, you know, it's going to, it's going to go back into the dirt one day, but man is going to live on. Okay. Man's spirit never leaves and your soul is what is going to report to God. So just like man is a spirit, rejection, is also a spirit. I definitely believe that rejection is a spirit that comes to 
settle in the soul in in the spirit man of of people it comes to you know rejection is a spirit and has come to make itself best friends with a lot of people and uh sometimes you have to realize that you know not everything that you see in life you need to take it on face value it's definitely important that you get on your knees and start dealing with some of the stuff that you see uh on the physical plane because some of that stuff might actually just be god letting you know hey there's a solution that lies ahead but are you willing to fight for it in the realm of the spirit you know some of y'all are spending too much time so much time fighting your friends fighting your lover fighting your your husband fighting your your wife fighting a battle that is not physical okay it is spiritual so we got to take that into consideration every time you come across a hurdle in life remember that everything you experience has come especially on earth in the world we live in today everything you experience everything you come across is sent in the realm of the spirit to be able to destabilize you to be able to get you off your game to be able to help you realize that hey you know my neighbor is not my enemy but the spirit is actually the spirit of that person there might be something in there that might be used to provoke you you know so these are things that we need to realize so back to our subject of rejection before i get to talking about something else that has absolutely nothing to do with our topic dealing with rejection so when you look at this spirit, man is a spirit, and rejection is also a spirit. I would like to submit to you that you should think on things that move you forward. Begin to think on things. Begin to envelope yourself with things that move you forward. Begin to envelope your mind. Begin to feed your mind with things that move you forward. Past that, uh, um, you, you, you are here for a reason. You were created for a reason. I believe that every human being that is walking around on the face of the earth down to the most wretched, most poorest person is in existence for a reason. Everyone is here for a reason. And we were all here to make global impact on our world. We're all here to make global impact on our society. We're all here to make global impact and and, and leave a legacy that transcends us. And so um, I also want to go ahead and say something directly to uh, our youth and for people who are young at heart um, you are not what you experience I, I'd like to just keep saying that and reiterating that over and over and over again till that sinks in your spirit man that you are not what you experience everything you go through is a part of your glory it's a part of your story to get you to glory because at the end of the day I really do believe that everything we go through in life God is definitely going to get the glory out of it. It's just how you perceive it. It's just how you view it. It's just how you're looking at it. Are you looking at it from your carnal eyes? Are you looking at it from your physical eyes? Or are you looking at it from a much deeper place uh, and looking at it and saying, okay, well, hey, this is where I found myself. It may not be the best place that I'd like to be, but it's somewhere where I know that God is working stuff out together for my good to make sure that he brings me to an expected end. All right. Um, youth, it's so important to be examples and to make sure that when you find someone dealing with this, especially, you know, our, the numbers of su the suicide rate numbers are just they're going through the roof. Uh, uh, people taking their lives. 
uh, especially among our young people. I, I think that, you know, our world today has put it to where, you know, if they don't wear the latest trends or if they're not rocking the latest of anything that they are rejected, they are they're put at bay. Um, this might even go beyond just youth in, in, in school. You know, those who are experiencing rejection in their job, you know, who are experiencing rejection um, in, what, in whatever way, shape or form. I, I really want us to make sure that we recognize what those issues are. What is it and who is defining what makes you accepted? Who defines that? What makes you who defines who makes you uh, accepted or who defines what makes you accepted? I wouldn't want to be accepted or to be defined as accepted by another human being. That's for sure. Uh, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth even my time. It's not worth my my mental capacity, not in any way, shape or form. Uh, it's so important that we remember that I am an original. You are an original person with an original destiny with original skills and original potentials that God has vested inside of you for you to be able to make someone else's life better. And so never forget, never, ever forget uh, that the standard is not man, but the standard is actually higher than man. And I think that's where a lot of us get it wrong. And we place the standard on man. And when we don't, we're not able to live up to man's expectations, we're not able to live up to man's standards, then we find ourselves in a place where we end up feeling rejected and we empower those people to feel like they're better. Nobody's better than you. Nobody's better than me. We are all who we are. We are all what God has made us. Where you have found yourself at this point in time in life is for a specific purpose and it's for a specific reason. Your journey is different from somebody else's journey. And it's so sad to see how we've become a society. Even the Bible says that those who compare themselves with themselves are not wise. So it's so important that you remember that you need to deal with your issues. You can only deal with your issues in prayer. And one thing that is constant is change. I'd like to say this lastly before we have to go. One thing is constant is change. But one thing that is more constant than change is God. God never changes. He's always the same. He's always going to remain the same. Thank you so much for joining me today on another episode of On Stage Podcast. Please go ahead and share with your friends. Let them know about this podcast. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.